Hey parents, let's face it. No one wants to think about or plan for the future. It can feel overwhelming and scary. Plus, there are so many other pressing responsibilities consuming our time. But when we do put in the time and effort to plan, we feel more at peace knowing that we're prepared for whatever life throws our way. Enable Special Needs Planning offers a unique approach to planning that focuses on enabling your child to live a happy and fulfilled life today and every day in the future. Let their team show you how creating a plan for your entire family's success can provide you with the peace of mind you've been seeking. For our listeners, Enable is offering a 10% discount off their planning services. Just mention the Lucky Few podcast when you reach out to them. Hey friends, Heather here, and we have an exciting opportunity for you to join us as we continue this podcast and continue shifting the Down Syndrome narrative. We have started a Patreon page, and this is a way for our listeners to support us financially every month so that we can keep the podcast going. We have three different tiers between $10 and $100. So wherever you feel you can give monthly to help us support the podcast and to continue to shout the worth people with Down Syndrome as we shift the Down Syndrome narrative, you can head over to the Lucky Few podcast.com sign up for our patreon page and start giving today thank you so much hey friends welcome to episode 70 of the lucky few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with down syndrome and for this episode it's just me mercedes and i will be joined by two very special lucky mamas to talk about inclusion motherhood and so much more we are so excited to chat with Larkin O'Leary and Jessica Hunter. Thank you for joining us, friends. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Okay, so for today, we are so lucky to have two amazing moms on with us. They are advocates and shouters of worth who are raising kids with Down syndrome. You may have seen them on Instagram and Facebook at Just Two Moms SR or even presenting on inclusion at a school in your community. Welcome to the show, Larkin O'Leary and Jessica Hunter. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Yay. for having us. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Okay. Thanks so much for being here, ladies. And let's get started. So can you tell us about your families and how you two know each other? And um, I'll start with you, Jessica. Okay. Um, well, I am a stay-at-home mom. I have three kids. Uh, my oldest is eight, Zoe, and then Annalise is six, and Annalise was born with Down syndrome. And then we um, we tried for a third, just hoping and praying for a boy, and, and we got our little boy. So we have a, a three-year-old boy named Declan. Um, and we're actually from L.A., um, we moved up here to Santa Rosa almost three years ago, and um, I actually um, used to go, I was a part of Club 21 down in LA, and so I have gotten to know Heather and a bunch of amazing moms down there, um, 
And so anyway, we, we moved up here and Annalise uh, had to um, attend a preschool over the summer so that they could kind of observe her in order to find proper placement. And um, I wasn't real happy about the placement, but it was kind of just a temporary thing. And I was kind of crying to her teacher one day just about you know, how hard it was to move away from our community and our tribe and how I didn't have any friends. And I was just mm. really... Um, having a hard time with that and, and not having my, my tribe and, you know, just knowing that that would take time. And so the next day I, I came to drop Annalise off and she handed me a little post-it note with a couple mom's names on a, uh, and a phone numbers and, and said, Hey, I think you'd get along really well with these moms. You should give them a call. And so Larkin was, was one of those moms and we met up for coffee one day and then, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> Here we are. I love that Here so we are. much. Yeah. I'm new in my town and I have Heather, thank God. Um, but it's still been hard like yeah. to start all over. I feel like a teenager. I'm like, this is so hard. Where are my friends? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's so sad. It is. And <laughs> I feel like in this town too, you know, you feel like more of an alien because people who are from here, like don't ever leave, you know? So like, we really are like aliens. And <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, my friend Larkin here uh, is a native and, and knows I'm everything. an alien. <laughs> you are. An, I'm not an alien. I mean, you're not an alien. Coffee. Everyone <laughs> in the county, which has, you know, actually been really nice. Um, oh. but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Larkin, how about you? So, yeah, it was, it was just so nice to, to meet her and, uh, and have a friend. Oh, I love that. Like into the rescue. All right. Well, mm -hmm. I um, am born and raised in Sonoma County in Santa Rosa. Um, I did go away to college, but I came back because it is just such a beautiful area. Um, my husband is also from here. Uh, we went to high school together, um, but uh, we didn't start dating until after college. Um, him and I are both teachers in our in Sonoma County, um, and um, so I have a five-year-old, almost six. He'll be six on St. Patrick's Day. Um, James Allen O'Leary, little Irishman, um, and he was our first, and he was born with Down syndrome. And then um, we have an eight-month-old June Bell, who was born in June of this year, and. Um, so we just have a little family and uh, my husband is still teaching. I'm kind of clawing at my job and hoping that I'll still be able to stay within the district. They've been amazing to us and kind of our, our jump start to doing these presentations. Um, we started doing a, we did a presentation at our kids preschool um, and um, my, we had the newspaper came and did a big article about it. It was on World Down Syndrome Day. And from there, my teacher friends saw it and were like, oh, will you come into our classroom? We come into our classroom. And it just sort of took off like wildfire. Um, and so we've, you know, been to 33 different, 34, I guess now, different schools in Sonoma County. Um, we've done, um, I've had some friends who are professors at Sonoma State, well, people I've made friends with now, um, who have us come talk in their school uh, to their future teachers, um, done community events. It's pretty amazing. So, um, that's so beautiful. Yeah. It just kind of has played itself out. 
I love that. Um, so with uh, just two moms, how did, um, I know you were already plugged in with the school system, but how did you guys, I guess, pick the topic and now like, now it's a whole presentation. How did that unfold and come to be? Um, well, we started um, just doing the presentation for the preschool, and then we started by going class by class. And and um, one of the schools in particular was like, oh, will you come to my class? And then they said, oh, will you come do my grade level? And then we realized that that would be seven, that was seven visits to one school in order to do it. And we just didn't have that kind of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the next school, we were like, let's just try an assembly. Um, we got this amazing book, Faith Has Freckles and Walter Has Wheels by Shannon D. It's a small little book. Um, the author is from Canada. And I contacted her and told her what we were doing. And, um, you know, she fully supported us. And, um, so that's the book we use to talk about all different types of disabilities. Um, we, our first presentation to the preschool was about Down syndrome, but we, we wanted to talk about, you know, all of the different types of disabilities right. and things that kids mm -hmm. go through because um, it's pretty special when we see a kid who has autism or ADHD and we talk about it, they sort of sit a little straighter up in their chairs um, during the assemblies. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty neat. And so we've just kind of taken off from there. Yeah, and I think we, we started to see pretty quickly that kids wanted to connect with our kids. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sharing stories and, and, you know, we use lots of pictures and we have some videos because I think that, you know, I think that everybody really has that desire to, you know, want to understand and, and be accepting and inclusive, but just they don't know how and they don't know what that looks like or they maybe mm -hmm. just don't have exposure to anybody with a disability and so you know we we started to find right away that the kids you know wanted to know our our kids favorite color and what they like to do and you know Aww. what show is their favorite show to watch and you know and and you know so we we kind of open our lives up and give them that entry point you know mm. and um and it's been pretty neat to see that uh by sharing our kids with you know, with these schools, even with the teachers, is kind of just given voice to a lot of the, the kids there who might feel that they are, you know, different or, or a bit outcast. And, and yeah, like Larkin was saying, we've had kids just stand up a little taller and feel proud. You know, we had one boy who said it was the first time he felt proud that his brother had autism. And, and you know, so, I mean, so many stories like that, but it's been pretty cool to see the response. Uh, to our kids. That's amazing. And giving them a, letting them know that they can ask questions and it's okay mm -hmm. and, and teaching them how to interact with people that are different from them, you know, giving them the, we go around after our presentations and answer questions and we tell them it's a safe space and they can answer any, ask any question. We're not going to be offended by the wording. You know, we just, that's the big thing is when people don't, you don't, my, my famous tagline, you don't know what you don't know until you know. And so if you don't know how to interact with someone or you don't know why someone's flapping their hands or someone's making weird noises, you know, you're, you're going to 
move away from them. And that fear kind of makes you either um, ignore the person or, or make fun of them. Um, and we try and teach that, you know, it, we're all very similar. People who make those noises are similar to us who are tapping our pencils or right. whirling our hair, chewing gum, you know? Yeah. So we just try and normalize things and, and open up the, the, open up mm-hmm. the space for the conversation and try and lessen that elephant in the room. Yeah. And um, we, we actually um, went to my daughter's school and, and she had had a bit of a rough transition um, beginning. She has been fully included, um, but it's, you know, it's a process and mm-hmm. takes time, you know, to adjust. And, and her first year was really rough and we were dealing with a lot of behaviors that we never had seen. And um, it was very stressful for me and just kind of feeling like she's not part of the community, you know, or that she's seen as a burden and or people just, kids weren't sure how to interact with her. And so we came and presented and we just encourage the kids to start by saying hi you know I mean it's just a real simple way to break the ice when you're not quite sure you know what to do or what to say you know say hi and and find something you have in common you know and and go from there and it was incredible to see the next day we walked the halls and every, I mean, I, luckily I had my big glasses on because I was like bawling my eyes out, but <laughs> every student and every teacher that we passed in the hallways, they stopped and acknowledged her and Aww. they said, hi, Annalise, and they were, you know, excited and like, and she was actually seen for the first time and it was incredible. And so I got to kind of experience it from the other side, you know. Mm. I love that. Now I have um, a daughter as well with Down syndrome who's six years old. Her name is Sunflower. And um, because you guys started this in the preschool, probably not realizing how it would snowball into other opportunities in elementary and middle high school. And then I think I just saw on Instagram, you guys were at a college, a university, Sonoma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're at your... Alma Mater is that what it's well I went to Chico State but Alma State is is there yeah okay um so how has it felt or how have you guys evolved as you're kind of seeing your child go through school and you're speaking to a crowd of kiddos where your kiddo's not there yet so you're kind of like putting it in front of your child you're making way and um how so how has that evolved and possibly prepared you or opened your eyes um, in your own parenthood journey and advocacy journey? Go ahead. Okay. Um, Well, I think it's been, it's been really cool to be able to talk. I I think if I'm understanding your question correctly, um, like talk with the older kids, Mm-hmm. About, you know, even though our kids maybe are not, you know, in fifth or sixth grade yet, you know, um, I mean, we've gone to a, a high school or two as well. Um, but just kind of helping them to understand that they, they are the ones that are going to be the leaders and they're going to be the business owners and they're going to be the ones that are making decisions, you know, once our kids are grown up and we want them to, you know, begin cultivating this awareness and this empathy and, and being able to, um, include our kids in society as we get older, <laughs> um, as they get older. And that's kind of uh, our purpose in doing the older kids. And then, you know, in the colleges, it's really talking to the soon-to-be teachers and letting them know our journey and um, and that 
we have, uh, you know, my son has had a lot of medical issues. Jessica and I have very different stories. Hers was a prenatal diagnosis. Her daughter has zero medical issues. My son um, was a birth diagnosis and has had a lot of medical issues. And so, you know, just showing them that we um, have fought for our son since he was born. The very Mm -hmm. first day he was born, um, you know, I've been fighting for his life. And so, you know, reminding teachers and even students, like, you don't know what someone's going through. And so when a parent comes in hot to an IEP meeting in kindergarten and you're like, this is just kindergarten, like, calm yourself. It's like well, you know, I haven't been fighting just now. Like I have right. been fighting since day one to get to be heard and to, to figure out this journey. And so um, it's important to allow people to enter our space. Um, Jessica always calls it entering in, you know, and understanding that we're just people and we're going through a lot of things and we all go through things and we all have things that are hard for us. And if we can just like, be there for one another and maybe right. have a little grace and uh, mm-hmm. understanding that things will work out a little better. I, um, exactly. Yeah. You guys answered the question that I was thinking of, of how important it is to, um, speak to the older kids and the college students and even the teachers that are in that room mm-hmm. hearing the presentation. Um, there's so much, I don't know. There's just so much to glean from. And um, by you two showing up and presenting, you don't know the truly the impact probably that you're having on so many lives in one room yeah. in that mm-hmm. moment. And yeah. in what way, you know, like you mentioned the siblings, I could see that for my son Rhodes, that he would probably sit a little bit taller too. If um, mm-hmm. from stage, there were presenters talking about down syndrome, which his mm-hmm. sister has and how I'm making it a good and normal thing. Cause for him, it is a good and normal thing, right. but it's so different mm-hmm. from his friends, his own peers mm-hmm. situations. And yeah. unless I, I've intentionally made friends with other families who have kiddos with down syndrome and who um, have neurotypical kiddos, mostly for roads, like for sunflower. Sure. But also for my boys who are sunflower support and I want them to feel supported and also seen. So I really, really love that you guys present at schools. Um, Do you have any neat stories of, um, I don't know, any cool stories that have happened after a presentation? Um, You probably have plenty. (laughs) I mean, the one that uh, really came to my mind uh, is this little boy. And so we, like I said before, we don't just talk about Down syndrome when we talk about the fact that there are so many different things out there. Um, and this little boy raised his hand and he said, and I don't remember the name of his diagnosis, but he said, I have, and I think it's PC is the acronym. Um, and I, uh, that's why my hair is blonde, why, you know, I have this color skin. Um, and I guess later on, he went back to his class and told his class all about his diagnosis. Mm-hmm. He um, told them how he could help him, help them, how they could help him in school. And then he started bringing his wheelchair to school, which he needed to have, but he was too embarrassed to bring. 
And he started bringing it and helping, you know, it helped him um, to be able to come out and talk about something that at first he found embarrassing. But then um, and that was after our second assembly we did there. We have two different assemblies we do. And um, and it was just the most amazing story. The mom wrote us and Mm -hmm. told us, you know, thank you for what we did and and what's going on with her. And it's just, um, you know, it makes it all worth it. It's just Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. For sure. Tears right now. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Um, You both talk a lot about perception and inclusion. How have your views on disabilities changed over the years? Hmm. Sure. We'll we'll see if my internet holds up for us. Um, Yeah. Well, I actually worked in special education. I was an aide before I had my kids and just had a heart. I I knew that I wanted to teach and I was kind of on the road to going to get my credential. And I thought, well, I'll just kind of get some experience and get my feet wet and go from there. But I knew I wanted to work with the population of kids with special needs. And I loved it. And I loved them um, as much as I could. I wasn't a mom at this point. Um, Looking back on it now, I do realize that I approached them and I approached their parents as kind of other. I felt like I was the helper, they were the helpies, and I really didn't ever like put myself in their shoes. I mean, I felt like I loved them and cared for them and wanted the best for them, but I also, I did kind of have this perception that we're not really the same, we're kind of separate. And, um, and it wasn't until I had Annalise that I realized that was even there, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and I think just going through the, the phase of, you know, kind of grieving, you know, what I expected was going to be our life and, you know, and then coming to terms with it and, and going, okay, here we are. And, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, it wasn't until then that I realized, you know, that. Annalise is not the broken one. It was actually me. I was the one that, you know, really needed to shift how I I saw people and how I treated people. And, um, and that's been an incredible gift. I think that, you know, it's, it's so much easier to see people's true value and true worth once you've actually, you know, walked alongside somebody and, and, you know, just had the honor of, you know, like raising this little person and, Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, that's been pretty cool. Um, and for me, being a teacher, um, you know, I, I had a similar kind of outlook. I didn't know anything about disabilities. I mean, as a teacher, you are given one class. Um, so as a gen ed teacher, you're given one class in behaviors and diagnoses, right? And the rest of it is in curriculum. Um, and so you don't know a lot about inclusion and how to how to make sure that everybody is being reached. And so, and I loved my students, don't get me wrong. Like I'm a teacher that um, I would work 14 hour days and then come home and, and work on lessons. And I created a YouTube channel for my kids and, you know, just all the different, I would go and um, we had a cool, colonial day and I would decorate the whole room and cover up the computers and you know I just I loved my job I love my te- my kids um but coming into this now um and watching my son um I realized that I wasn't the best teacher to all kids and um, in particular, watching my son, so he was two and a half, and he was matching the word picture to the t- 
to the picture of a teacher, the word school to the picture of a school. You know, he is very smart. He has over 400 signs. He knows his numbers, his colors, his letters, his, you know, all of the things. And, um, and I never would have thought that of a person who right. had Down syndrome before, right? Because what, that's what society tells us is they have an intellectual yeah. disability. They can't learn. They need to be in another right. class. And, and that's all I ever knew. Um, but now since having James, I loved having kids with with differing uh, diagnoses. I had a student who was blind and it was fun for me to be able to change my teaching to um, speak more instead of, right. instead of saying, oh, look at this. It was like, let's look at these mountains and you see how tall that, you know, and yes. um, changing, changing and growing has just been amazing. And I really, you know, I want to help other people do that. <laughs> I love that. Well, I feel like too, when you um, change and grow, truly everyone benefits because I, I feel like it makes you so much more aware of um, just how to make things attainable. So maybe yeah. even a typical student um, needs all those extra descriptive words. You know, but right. because you had a student who was blind, you went that extra mile and you did that. I bet it just flourishes. Um, right. I think it's Henry Nowen that says, um, if you put the cookie jar at the, like on the floor or at the bottom, then everyone can reach truly mm -hmm. everyone, you know, That's and great thing. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like with having a child with a disability, it just opens your your eyes and your mind to really thinking of how is this attainable for this person, mm -hmm. which is really translated as how is it attainable for everyone. Mm -hmm. And right. I love the message that you guys are bringing and speaking. Um, can you tell us a little bit about a presentation? What does a presentation look like that you ladies give? Um, so for our school presentations, we do things differently for elementary school and then middle school is its own presentation, middle and high school, and then college is, a, is another different presentation. Um, so for elementary school, um, we start by talking about acceptance and inclusion. I teach a little bit of sign language as our attention getter. You know, I have the teacher role. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> we uh, talk about our kids and we talk about the fact that we all all have strengths and we all have challenges and things we're working on and we relate it to the kids who's good at reading who's good at math you know who has a hard time staying in between the lines when they're coloring who you know this that and the other um, and then we relate it to our kids and we talk about how James is smart and he loves reading and, but he has a heart and we like do a little joke that he does. Um, and then we, and we talk about Paw Patrol cause that's his favorite thing. And all the kids know Paw Patrol, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then we uh, talk about challenges and how he's still eating pureed foods at six years old. Um, and we talk about the muscles in the mouth. Um, and we show a video of Jessica's daughter, Annalise, singing. Um, and it's amazing. The kids like listen with empathy. And we talk about listening with empathy. We talk about the fact that when we hear someone who's different, we want to giggle or, you know, we feel uncomfortable. And, um, and that's okay. But um, remembering that, you know, this is Jessica's daughter. Um, we read that book that I mentioned earlier, um, Faith Has Freckles and Walter Has Wheels, um, and it talks about a person in a wheelchair, a, a deaf girl, a, a 
someone who's blind, someone who has Down syndrome, someone who has autism. And we talk about all those things and what they mean to have those. Um, and it talks about strengths they have and it talks about challenges they have. Um, and then, and then Jessica goes in, um, and if you want to explain that part, Jessica, what you say at the end. Yeah, so then our kind of like our big takeaway for the kids, like, okay, we've, you know, talked about all these different disabilities, and but so what? Like, what do you do with that, you know? And, and so we really try to um, let the kids know that, like, it's okay to notice. You know, we're all, we're human. We're going to notice that we're different, and that's okay, because we are all different. Um, but, you know, like the next step is the important one, you know, so when we notice these differences, then what do we do about it? And, and so a lot of times when we encounter someone we perceive as different, we do start to get afraid. I felt that too, you know, and I, I don't, I don't know a lot about other disabilities. And so when I encounter someone, you know, in Target or out, you know, out in public, you know, I tend to want to withdraw, I tend to want to avoid you know, something that I don't understand, but, you know, it takes, it just takes being brave to, you know, say hi, you know, just, just kind of, there's, there's, a, there's a place to start, say hello, if, if there's somebody at your school that you, you know, have never met before, and, and maybe they're behaving in a strange way, you know, if, if they have a teacher with them, you can, you know, you can also ask them, how, you know, how can I play with this person, or how can I interact with this person, find things that you have in common, you know, and we kind of relate it back to the book that, okay, just, you know, or even our kids, like, James and Annalise do have some differences from you, but you all like Paw Patrol and so does James and, you know, and a lot of you like Moana and so does Annalise. And, you know, <laughs> you have similarities if you take the time to get to know them and you take the time to ask. Um, we do talk about bullying and, and how, you know, um, or staring. Obviously, those are not good ways to respond to, you know, when we notice differences. Um, and they all seem to know that. Right. Um, and then we go into our challenge. Um, so our challenge that we, I don't even know, I can't keep track of all the kids that we've challenged now, but um, be the one is our, our challenge. And that is um, be the one to include someone, be the one to, to, you know, take the time to help somebody if they need help or invite them to join you on the playground or you see somebody alone at lunchtime you know, and invite them to join you at your table. And you can be the one, even if nobody else around you is, you can be the one. And, um, and then we have them do a fun little chant and they get loud and rowdy. And, and then we yeah. show a cute little video <laughs> chains. And um, we have some wristbands that um, we give out that just have be the one on there as a reminder for the kids. And it's, it's pretty cool to return to a school, you know, that we've been to already and then come back for a second time and the kids remember the challenge and some of them still have their wristbands and you know so it seems to resonate I think um, with the kids so and we started a new uh, be the one ambassador program where um, teachers write us in teachers or principals can write to us and tell us about kids who have you know, taken the challenge and, um, and been the one. <laughs> and um, it's pretty neat to read those stories um, and see, you know, just how far it's going. Wow. Do you guys stay pretty busy? Are you pretty booked for the year? 
Uh, yeah, um, we do like a, a school presentation, one school presentation a week, and then we have some college things mixed in there. Um, and uh, we have done one a week since pretty much the beginning of school with a, with a couple exceptions. Um, but we are so busy that we actually started, we hired on a couple new moms and I, by hire, I mean hire, right? We are, we don't really, I mean, we get paid very minimally for this. Right, right. <laughs> um, enough for childcare and gas. But yes. um, we have another mom whose son has Cornelia DeLange syndrome. And so she's been doing some of the elementary things with us. And then our other friend's um, son has autism. And so she has been doing some of the community and college um, speakers speaking with me. Um, she's also a teacher in the district that I work in. And so it's great to be able to talk to teachers and education panels about, um, you know, inclusion and how our minds have changed um, since having kids with, with disabilities. Wow. I love it so much. So you're kind of also building them up to also, so they will go out into schools as well to do yeah. a presentation. Yeah. And That's we're looking, amazing. you know, we look for moms that we click with and that, you know, we can do these presentations with because, you know, we're moms. And so right. kids get sick and yeah, you can only do so and, much. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So how can a school find out about you or where could they go to hear more and possibly book you to come and speak at their school? Um, currently we have Facebook, um, Facebook is just two moms and then Instagram is just two moms SR. And, um, those are our two means of communication. We're working on getting a website developed, um, as we move forward with starting a nonprofit. Um, so Facebook and Instagram currently are the ways to, to get a hold of us. Awesome. And do you want to give that name of your Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, uh, they're both just two moms right now. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And that's just two moms with the SR at the end, right? Yeah, for Instagram. Facebook okay. is just, just two moms. Just, okay. just two moms. <laughs> just two moms. I love it. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, both of you. I think what you guys are doing is amazing and benefits our whole community. Um, it's truly beautiful. Uh, did you have any last things that you wanted to share with our listeners? Um, any dates coming up or yeah, just any tidbit to leave our listeners with? Um, well, we will be going to um, the Capitol soon. We're pretty excited to be going to Legislative Sharing Day. Um, it's when all of the SELPAs in um, California uh, meet and they have a big presentation there. And uh, so we will be presenting to, I think it's the 400 SELPAs of California uh, before we go and lobby um, with the senators and um, assembly members about special education. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, oh my goodness. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. and I did, I did want to ask you this question because we get this a lot. Um, so I homeschool my daughter, Sunflower, she's six. Um, and then Micah and Heather do traditional school. When it comes to inclusion, um, where do you two land? Cause we also get listeners that are like, you know, like I wanted to, fight for full inclusion, but I actually didn't think that was best for my child. So we, we always say like, it's everybody's yeah. own 
journey, 100% whatever your family is comfortable with. And where have you guys landed since you guys both do have very different diagnosis stories? And um, yeah, I was just wondering, curious. Yeah, um, we were just talking, we were at Sonoma State um, the other night and and talking with some of the students there about that. And um, I mean, at this point, we both have um, felt, you know, very strongly that, you know, full inclusion in a typical school is is the right place um, for now. We are aware that um, that there may come a time when it doesn't work any longer. And that is, you know, something hard for for both of us to think about because um, we see the benefits that it has mm-hmm. on the entire community and we see the benefits that it has um, for our kids and all of the children, the teachers become better teachers, the mm-hmm. students become more empathetic. I mean, it's just a really cool community building thing. And so um, thinking about pulling them at this point is is hard for, for both of us. But it also is a challenge with full inclusion um, because, you know, not everyone has bought in to it. And some people still look at, at children with disabilities as other and should be in a different place. Um, and I think we're both lucky in that we have people behind us that support us and support our kids and love our kids and want them to be there um, and talk with us and, mm-hmm. and you know, communicate with us because it's that's the only way it's going to work, right, is if we all work together on it. So right. we currently are... Um, our full inclusion, you know, our kids are fully included and we hope that they remain that way. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, we do this really cool thing within our podcast where, um, we share our good news, big or small. And, um, I wanted to ask you guys if you have any good news to share about your child with Down syndrome that you would like to share with our listeners. Go ahead, Larkin. Um, so good news uh, for James. He, since being fully included this year, his vocalizations and his verbal skills are going through the roof. Aww. Listening to him talk and sing and, um, you know, he is just he is just talking so much more. Um, specifically, his speech teacher told me that he's getting really good at saying mama, which is funny because mm-hmm. I've been <laughs> I've been trying to get my daughter, my eight month old daughter to say mama. And so, you know, I'll be there and I'll be like, mama, and I can hear James from across the room go, mama. <laughs> and I mean, my daughter says dada, so whatever, but right. um, <laughs> teacher noticed and um, he's just been doing really great with his communication and I can't wait to see him just continue to grow in that. Oh, that's awesome, James. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, Annalise is um, just a vibrant and feisty little thing. Man, she tests me to the limit some days, you know, but um, she's also just, I think, such a teacher for me and for um, her classmates and for even the parents of her classmates. And I've had 
several parents come up to me and say, you know, and they've, they've actually felt comfortable enough to talk to me about Down syndrome and what's this like. And, you know, and, and my son came home and um, actually their principal went around the school and was reading uh, the book that we do for our second assembly. It's called Just oh, Cast. It's yeah. an incredible book by Sonia Sotomayor. And anyway, after he went to their class and read that, you know, it sparked conversation and some of her classmates were saying, you know, my friend Annalise is like, is like the girl in the book and I love her and she's my friend and, you know, and, and I, I feel like, you know, all the hard days are worth it. Yeah. Um, when I hear those stories and, and these kids um, are, are getting a chance to see, you know, and experience life with people of, you know, all different abilities and, and that this is going to be their normal, you know, this is yeah. going to be what's normal for them. And, um, and so it's been just really cool to see her form friendship. She has, you know, a couple really, really sweet, close little friends that even when she acts up and when she, you know, her behaviors are directed at them, they yeah. continue to love her and they continue to, you know, forgive her and, and kind of move forward with her. And, and they just have this incredible understanding um, that kind of blows my mind. And so I'm just so grateful for, you know, for all her little friends and her community at school. Oh, I feel like I have to talk to you about this, Jessica, separately. (laughs) I'm going to call you because my little Sunny May, she Mm -hmm. is a a cutie and kids are actually quite taken by her and they like want to be your friend, but she's got a little sassiness to her. I think it comes from, um, speech delays though I think yeah. she mm-hmm. she puts a guard up you know and she's sure. already on defense so they come up all excited and say all these things and she's like uh yeah. no no I'm mm-hmm. I'm done with this and so she mm-hmm. it, she takes a little while to warm up and then she tends to like kids that are older that lead the conversation and that mm-hmm. lead her but peer to peer she she puts uh. a defense up and she gets a little attitude and um mm-hmm. They'd probably get along really well. <laughs> oh, no. Or at least side by side each other. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. They could just do this and be like, I get you, but I don't know about this. I'm I don't know. Yeah. One and only. Sure. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Well, they are teachers. And um, yeah, I just feel so blessed to have gotten to talk to both of you ladies this morning. Um, what a great way to start the day. Philip Clark founded Enable Special Needs Planning thanks to the positive impact of his younger sister, Sarah, who has Down syndrome. He began his career in the planning industry, but quickly realized the industry standard of special needs planning only focused on preparing families for what happens when the parents can no longer care for their child. As a proud older brother, he knew this style of planning wasn't good enough and that his sister and families like his deserved a plan that focused on allowing for a happy and fulfilling life today and every day in the future. Because of Enable's unique approach to planning, the organization now serves families across the country. Their five-step planning system and online planning portal guide families through a comprehensive planning process. 
The Enable team has taken the guesswork out of planning and made it easy for families to provide their children with every opportunity to live out their full potential. The true benefit of working with Enable is having a team of experts guiding you every step of the way. The Enable planning process will give you peace of mind knowing you're doing everything possible to plan for a great life with your entire family, including your child with special needs. For our listeners, Enable is offering a 10% discount off their planning services. Just mention the Lucky Few podcast when you reach out to them. Hey friends, Micah here. Now I know you know it is no small feat to pull this podcast off every week. And we are always looking for support from sponsors. And we've gotten to a point where we would love to include you, our listeners, as well. So we're starting something new around here. It's called Patreon. And we have some tiers where you could choose to join us by supporting us financially in whatever way makes the most sense for you. So from $10 to $100 a month, you could be part of the Lucky Few podcast and make it happen every week along with us. We have some fun perks. We have some fun opportunities coming for those of you who decide you want to jump on this boat. And we can't wait to share more with you. If you are interested at all, go to our website, theluckyfewpodcast.com, click on Patreon, and check out how you can support us. Continue to be narrative shifters and shouters of worth in this Down Syndrome space. Thanks, friends. Okay, thank you so much, Jessica and Larkin. We had such a blast, or I should say I had such a blast. You did too. Yeah, <laughs> I had such a blast chatting with you guys. Um, okay, so as always, friends, we want to hear good news from you about your loved ones with Down syndrome. Leave us a voicemail at 424-442-9147 and share your good news with us. And if you have a product or business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, then we'd also love to partner with you. And you can email us at hello at the luckyfewpodcast.com for our sponsorship opportunities. And a huge thank you to our editor and producer and my husband, Andy Lara, um, our co-producer, Val Schleter, our sponsors, and all of you out there who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with your friends and who have also listened faithfully and cheered us on. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you, dear listener, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. Okay. Bye, everyone. Love you all. Thanks for listening to Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via Anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.